Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put out important news. And you can see him on the screen. He's back, <laughs> Peter Pascali, President CEO, Pyrogenesis Canada, saying this for the first time. Trades on the TSX big board yep. on the stock symbol PYR. And for our friends in the US, PYRNF. Now, for those new to the store, it's going to be a lot of you. Pyrogenesis, a newly uplisted TSX company. They're basically the world leader in advanced plasma processes. They're achieving global success, multiple applications with some of the, of the world's biggest companies and organizations. So more than just lip service, they announced a $25 million contract, one of the biggest uh, high-tech, for, for one of the biggest high-tech aluminum smelters in the world. They announced an $11.5 million contract, the U.S. Navy to put their technology on two aircraft carriers. And this press release yesterday, Pyrogenesis signs initial plasma torch contract with major iron ore producer. Peter, welcome back. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me again. Hey, uh, <laughs> you know, it was only a couple of days ago we were celebrating together. You yeah, know, with yeah. all the with all the shareholders, and now and now you're back again. Yeah, yeah, George. Um, we're very excited to be here today. Very excited. Congratulations on this news. Thank you. How? We're going to get to specific questions from the investors because they, they're so well-educated. They've got great questions. But from you, how big is this press release for the future of Pyrogenesis? Uh, George, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's probably one of the most exciting press releases I've written in the past 10 years. I mean, it, 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 it actually, we took two days to, work, to, to write it um, internally. We're very, very excited uh, here. Um, for those that, that are new to the story, George, it was about iron ore pelletization, uh, which is essentially uh, concentrating iron ore at the source uh, before it's transported. And that industry typically uses a lot of fossil fuel burners, diesel burners. And by uh, uh, changing out with our plasma torches, we can really impact the greenhouse gas emissions. And we've gone from uh, zero to lightning speed in, in 18 months. And here we are announcing a contract with a multi-billion dollar major player in the industry and we're extremely excited about it extremely excited and for those of you and and for those peter who are new to the story who didn't yeah. know about iron ore pelletization so thanks for that yeah. also if you don't mind just give maybe a, a, a 30 second rundown the fact that you have announced clients a b and c <laughs> so this isn't just some kind of one trick pony maybe you can just kind of we'll go into those details but give everyone a summary of what's going on with three different players around the world uh, so to put that in context, George, uh, basically what happened was way back when, uh, about 18 months ago, we, uh, we were engaged by a company in Sweden to test out this type of concept of replacing uh, uh, diesel uh, fossil fuel burners with our plasma torch, and it worked very well. Uh, and it was part of a program in Sweden to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, particularly in that industry. Um, what we didn't realize was the impact it would have in the rest of the, uh, the industry. And so we were approached by quite a few people in the industry right away when that news broke to, uh, to look at uh, uh, replacing uh, uh, their diesel burners with fossil, with, uh, replacing their fossil fuel burners with our plasma torches, right. which by the way, George, as you know, we have a patent in that industry uh, for, which we're protected in, in, that, in that game. Um, so that's where we describe client A, client B and client C originally. There's, there's more out there. There's more letters to the alphabet. We just don't, we don't press release it anymore. And also there are other industries that use fossil fuel burners 
and have the similar uh, uh, pressures to reduce greenhouse gases and are approaching us. Right. So within the past 18 months, um, or since that particular time, we've engaged these and publicized these A, Bs, and Cs. And, um, and what you have to understand is uh, these, are, these are huge companies, huge, huge multi-billion dollar companies. To get their attention is, is, is very challenging. So they approached us and they're a relatively conservative lot, okay? But we're finding that we went through a modeling, which is basically the first tick of the box. You go through a modeling a concept to see, does it work in their particular environment? We've passed with flying colors. And now we're going to this particular stage, which is uh, buying the first torch. Um, to say that doing a first deal with any company in any industry, uh, particularly a conservative industry, is like uh, giving birth to an elephant, George. I mean, it's not, it's not a simple feat. So now we've gone from the modeling to this particular, uh, to this particular um, uh, contract. It signals a lot. Uh, I think I mentioned, I know I mentioned in our press release, uh, I actually quoted a paragraph, a bit from the uh, paragraph we actually stated why they're doing this. They're doing it to the goal of replacing their fossil fuel burners with our plasma torches to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. That is huge. That's huge. Peter, is it safe to say, these are words coming out of my mouth, but I have to ask because this is what I'm thinking. Is it safe to say that this industry, as far as the burners go, is going to go, is about to go through a paradigm shift? We see this, we see this, you know, in the music industry, they went from DVDs to streaming online. You know, phones went from phones to smartphones. Is the burner industry going from fossil fuel powered burners to plasma torch powered burners. Uh, is this a paradigm shift that's that's gonna take place over, you know, just keep on going and going? I think, uh, George, it's, it's a shift. I don't know, paradigm, I, I, I don't know the, it, to me, what is significant is that we are introducing plasma torches as a greenhouse gas reduction offering. That's not just in the iron ore pelletization industry, that's across the board. and. We have one of the largest concentrations of plasma expertise under one roof anywhere in the world. One of them. I, I don't know anyone bigger. So if anyone can do this, we can. And we've got first moves for advantage in, in the iron ore pelletization industry based on our patent. Um, and, and I think, you know, a lot of these uh, large companies are, as I said, conservative. They go to the experts. You know, they're not going to go to somebody who's just, you know, out of, out of their basement somewhere in the world. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be, I don't know about for the industry, but for us, it's definitely a paradigm shift in our offerings. Most definitely. All right. Yeah. I, I, that's my opinion. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, yeah. but look, uh, Biden is the president elect, most likely going to be the president. The United States is going to be rejoining uh, the Paris Accord. Uh, it seems like this is going to be a major monster priority. They're going to be led by the U.S. around the world and the companies want to be on board with this. That's how I read it. Let's get into the questions from investors, because like I said, I think Pyrogenesis is some of the best shareholders in the world, not yeah. just because they're enthusiastic, not because they're loyal, but man, are they educated and they really know their stuff. So Jacques, and by the way, I think these were taken by our, our my team chronologically, I believe. So, you know. I'll try, I'll try my best to answer them, George. I'll try pardon me? <laughs> I'll try my best to answer them. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I'm sure you will. Jacques uh, Fillion. Uh, first off, I'd like to congratulate all at Pyrogenesis for this landmark deal. My question, could you give us an estimate on timelines? When do you think Client A could make additional deals? 
either in the form of purchasing or leasing. Same question for other potential Torch clients. So I guess Jacques is gonna is asking what everyone's thinking. What's the status of A now that they've made their first purchase? Okay. And what does that do for B? Well, I can't speak to um, I can't speak to client A. It's not my position to or client B or client C in timeframes. What I can tell you is they are all pushing us. They're, they're pushing us. They pushed us to sign the agreement. The agreement was in the Dropbox. They signed it. Um, we hadn't. We didn't sign it for a number of days because we needed to. We, we need to dot the i's and cross the t's and double check and triple check before we we sign on the dotted line. They wanted to get it done weeks beforehand. Okay, they wanted to get wow. it done. I think September 30th and October 30th, and there was a lot of pressure. Um, I can tell you that um, with respect to client A. We're going to. We're already discussing the next phase. We are very confident that what each one of us wants to get out of this first torch implementation is already there. I mean, so we're already discussing about the next phase. You have to understand that these these clients, these companies, um, it's not a it's it's not like a luxury item. It's not like a toy that hey, let's just check it. When they want it, they're going to want it yesterday because when they purchase it, it's either to save money or make money. And so there's going to be a lot of pressure to deliver fast and furiously, not just from one client, but from many clients. So um, in terms of timelines, I don't want to speak to timelines in terms of, uh, I think, because I don't know 100%, I have an idea, but I don't think it's appropriate me to discuss some timelines. It has to do with uh, ticking some boxes, you know, uh, and implementation schedules, to some degree, you know, COVID-related delays, but we don't see any right now. Uh, but all these things are an impact. And uh, but we're, there, we're 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 very close. We're very close, I think, to the next phase. I mean, to, to get this the, the, to get the first order done, George, I cannot uh, emphasize what it means to the whole the whole project enough. Yeah, and what the takeaway for me there, because I've had hundreds of small cap clients, is the fact that the chase is the other way around. They're pushing you. Usually it's a small cap company, you know, George Co pushing big company, try and get the deal done because they want to get it done. So that's, that's fantastic. The next question is from Peter uh, Radincic. <laughs> Man, sorry if I butchered that, buddy. My first question that comes to mind is regards to $1.8 million price tag for the first torch order. I'm sorry, this the, is sorry the, oh, the price tag, okay. What the $1.8 million price tag, significantly less than the $3 million everyone was led to expect. Is this price reduced because the first torch was sold after testing, considered used, no. or is it because there's no maintenance package included? I guess the easy question is why $1.8 million versus what versus the $3 million people have been expecting? Well, well there's, there's a number of items that you can think about. Is first of all, why wasn't it for free as a marketing bill? You know, <laughs> why don't we just give it for free? Uh, so the, um, the, the, the first part of that question is, yes, you're right. It's 1.8 because it did not include, um, you know, uh, maintenance and, and spare parts uh, contract uh, out into the future. So okay. um, at 1.8, I think we can say with a relative uh, confidence that the $3 million net present value value to, to the company is, is, is well within range. I mean, it's, 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 it's well within range. Um, I can't remember the other part of it was... Uh, was that, did I answer it? Yeah, that was, that was, that was, or, 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 or was it because the it's first torch was sold? Uh, 
because it was part of testing and you no 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 it's a brand new it's a brand new torch it's not used and nothing like that no 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 peter's second question i think it's interesting too uh even though pyro has the patents uh pending on the patents on the technology uh what are what are your fears of the torch being reverse engineered and modified by you know companies out there from countries where intellectual property yeah. isn't We've been around for uh, how many, 20 plus years. I mean, we, we haven't seen anybody try to do that in our torches. Torches are strange, George. I mean, they, they, it, it takes a, a bit of a, a know-how to get it done. Even, even to ignite a torch, is, is, which we, we, it's not patented. It's, it can blow up in your face. That's not to say somebody can't or won't, but we haven't seen that threat as much as other companies have. We, 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 we recognize that it may be out there, so we guard our intellectual property and uh, very, very, very closely. Um, Having said that, uh, I, I suspect that the type of people that we're dealing with, multi-billion dollar companies, like to go to the, to the experts, like to go to the people who know what they're doing. Right. It's more than just a knockoff, put it in. There's some know-how associated with it. There's yeah. after-sales service. Um, That's exactly what I was going to add. This isn't like a computer that uh, you can sell in the store at some mall and it's a knockoff or... This is such a highly specialized, large purchase item that to uh, to reverse engineer it and try and get it for it, I don't see that I don't see that happening. So, so, I so think we have a history of, of of understanding plasma torches, knowing how they operate, know how they they their idiosyncrasies. I mean, if you're going to buy a knockoff, that's interesting. But does that person is that able person able to address the particular environment that that you're applying the torch in and the after sales service? And the confidence i don't think so yeah no, the other thing george is what we always do is we we try and keep ahead of the, the curve even in this early stage we have crazy ideas to improve it make more money on it um uh make more money on it of course uh improve improve it and um although we haven't even you know we, we haven't even got there yet but uh yeah i don't want to say too much there but our 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 our, our expertise is also in improving what we have down the uh, road. Dave, David Therendahl asks, hi, Peter. I assume the client paid for the computer modeling phases yes. Yes, to did. test the torch benefits under their configuration. Now that the client, now the client is also paying for one torch yeah. to test in-house. I'm not sure, but is that why should the market not look at this more as a real world extension of the modeling phase with the actual first sale being whatever number of torches are bought or leased in the future once testing is finished. So I guess what they're insinuating asking is, is this one torch more, is this still an extension of the modeling and testing phase? Well, I guess the easiest way to answer that is it's just not an amendment to the modeling contract. It's a whole separate contract, a whole separate goal, a whole separate whereas section. Um, it actually, we put behind the modeling and now we're going to uh, uh, buying the, uh, the the first storage. So the question also is, I suspect that's running around is why one torch? Okay, why would someone yeah, just- we must, Yeah, we well, yeah, they might well answer that here because I'm sure why one torch, why not five, 10, 15? Why not five, 10 or what have you. Right. So but between me and you, um, one torch- <laughs> And everybody watching around the world. And everyone watching around the world. I can't speak to why they would want just one torch, but I can infer, and I'll, 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 I'll do that in a second. I know why we would want one torch as opposed to more than one right now. Um, but let me, speak, let me speak to the client. Let's assume that this client, uh, no, no, this client has a, a number of torches. Let's say, uh, let's just pick a number. Uh, 
I don't want to pick a number. Let's say they're going to order X, X. hundreds of X hundreds of torches. Nobody in their right mind, George, is going to put their 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 their, their career and their and their company and 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 pull down their operator, you know, replace their their diesel burners without having even put one torch in. You know, you just got to say, okay, this is the modeling, this is the torch. Uh, we want to order a whole bunch. Let's put one in. Let's just see what adjustments have to be made, or you know, does it really does it really match up with the modeling? We all we all we all are confident it does. That's why we're already talking about the next phase with client A. So, but but prudence dictates they gotta at least put one in, right? Prudence dictates. To, I mean, it's just prudent for crying out loud. It's just prudent from every aspect. I mean, one of the different one of the difficult things in um, in this whole process is getting the message out and having people understand how business operates. You know, it, it's a difficult thing to message. Um, so that's a conservative, they're a conservative industry. And that's what I believe they're doing. I mean, that's what I think they're doing. For us, it's something that we would push because you learn so much with the first one in operation. That's what happened with Drawstrike. We sold the first one at $600,000, $800,000. The next one, 1.1. The next couple for, I think, around the same price. And then we came up with seven being sold for 20 plus million dollars. There's so much that we learned in reducing prices, maintenance, spare parts, what we needed to do. You don't walk into a multi, you know, gazillion order of torches, not knowing what type of spare parts you're committing to and things like that. It's, 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 it's what you want, it's what we want to know. There's also a subtle element. We would like to know if there are any operating improvements as a result of operating our torch. That's something that I think I, I, my engineers want to know, I want to know. If there's any other benefit, we'd like to have the opportunity to price it in. You know, that's what we want to do. And it's not a secret. We're very open book with our client. This is what we want to do. They have their reasons, which make ultimate sense. We have our I, I think it makes sense. I yeah. think it makes complete that that makes complete sense. You've done the modeling, you know what it does. Let's put one in here because I want to make sure I don't overly rely on this one product. Just make sure it's it's part of the checkboxes for me. And it sounds like that's what you're saying too. That's part of the if if they were going to put in uh, you know a thousand torch order and we were going to accept it, first of all. Whoever did that on their end should be shot, and I should be put into the sale asylum because as a business owner, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. Not when you can take a couple of months in between and, and and wait and get it really nailed down. And that's what I speak to when I say, you know, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Yeah. You know, we're not here, George. We are not here for a press release for the quarter. I'm not here selling my shares or selling the company. I'm here building a company and a business. I, I call it sometimes a, a dynasty. I'm building a business and you don't build a business on doing stupid things fast for a press release. That's not what we're here for. Listen, if other people there, want there are that, some small cap companies that do that for promotion reasons, but you're building a real business. Yeah, well, I'm developing a real business. I'm here for a long, a, long, a long time and I'm fully committed, fully, fully committed. And that's the way you build a good business. That's what we've done with Drawstrike. That's what we've done with the US military. That's what we did with Obert DeVal. It works, and we're not going to change that game plan. Now, if some people are interested in that, you know, newsflash to get in and out, that's not us. There's other companies that, that you can fit, you can deal with that. That's not us. If you care, if you understand what we're doing and you buy into the strategy, then 
come on board. If not, you know, that's how we do things. And we do it, we do it right. We do it right. That's the way you build a business. And I'm glad you brought up, because I said in my intro, talked about the dross right, talked about the US military. Is can can we presume that iron ore pelletization, these burners for the iron ore pelletization and other industries, but for right now we're just talking about iron ore pelletization. Yeah. Is this the next and the biggest new leg that's gonna be, you know, one of the pillars of pyrogenesis? Because to me it just looks like it's gonna be it's it's it should be bigger but I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is this the next leg? Well, I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, it's like, you know, Sophie's choice. What baby do you want to, you know, what, what child do you want, <laughs> you want to promote? <clears throat> They're all very interesting. What I think the takeaway here is goes a little bit beyond um, iron ore pelletization and speaks to all of our offerings. What we're doing is we're finding that all of our off, or not all of our, I'll, our offerings have a greenhouse gas reduction component to it, which is very interesting. Um, iron ore pelletization brought that home to us. And we're finding that, that Dross Right even has um, uh, 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 that, type of a, that type of a component as well. Um, I won't go into more than we've press released in the past, sure. but um, this is significant for us. This, this greenhouse gas reduction component uh, we don't, here's what's interesting. It's not just a greenhouse gas reduction offering, and that's the only reason why it makes sense. Our dross right offering makes sense on its own. And then you add on top of it, it reduces greenhouse gases. Phenomenal. Same thing here. Our torches make sense to begin with, and they also have a greenhouse gas reduction. Uh, Those carbon credits are going to get expensive. This is what's exciting expensive. about everything that's been happening here uh, that we're excited about at the company, that the board is excited about, the market is excited about as well. Nicole Bennett. Yeah. I like the questions raised by Country Chick on the forum. I'm wondering <laughs> if you could shed some light on how you hope the one torch sale will further validate the benefits of the plasma torch. From my understanding, each of the client's furnaces would require more than one to fully swap over that's correct. And therefore, this order will not accomplish that. I'm not sure. That's their assumption. Is the company able to only swap out one of their pre-existing fossil fuel burners and still run the furnace? If so, what is the team looking for from that process to further validate uh, the complete replacement? So um, there's a number of questions. I think some of them I answered in terms of what we yeah. are looking for and what the other side is looking for. In, in, in terms of the plug and play, I think that's pretty much a, a, a done, a given. I mean, obviously that's something we're gonna confirm. Uh, a plug and play is easy. It, it, that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem to be a challenge there. And even if it takes a little bit longer, I don't think that impacts economics at all. Um, the other aspects are, uh, does one torch uh, co complete the furnace? The answer is no. So, uh, but it gives us, uh, um, the, the furnace is able to run with our plasma torch in there and the others being fossil fuel burners. Uh, and it's the uh, it's the it's the data and the uh, the experience of the doing that that I think both parties want to uh, want information from. Uh, so, okay, I think we answered most of that before, George. Yep, yeah, and I'm going to weed that out as we go through. Wait, because we did it so fast. Usually we do these usually we do these Q and A's two days in advance, but we're going to weed it out. Wade Hewlin asks first, congrats to you and the PY and the PYR team on obtaining the first ever torch order in the iron ore industry. So. Thanks for that, Wade. Uh, he asked a couple of questions we've already answered. 
this one's interesting. Why are you not able to publish the client's name? Has the contract has been negotiated and completed? Uh, yeah. The clients should have been included as a consolidation for purchasing only one torch <laughs> as an offset. Staying the client's name would go a long way in maintaining the share price until we receive large orders. So uh, that's a that's a philosophical difference. I don't I don't agree with the, with that. I mean, sure. In this particular industry, there's only a handful of major players. Put anyone's name in there, and it, it has the same impact. One name doesn't have more meaning than another name, in my opinion. Now, we view our clients as being part of our know-how. That's how we look as a company. We do not press release clients' names unless they press release our name. For instance, Oberdevout press released about us. The U.S. Navy has is public information about us. HBQ published. We do not publicize clients' names. We will describe them in sufficient detail that people can understand the impact of the contract. But the name in of itself to us is indifferent. We're, we're, it should not make a, a difference. Um, yeah, because they're all big, right? There's all big. no little I mean, tiny George Co. Iron ore mining company out there. They're they're yeah. if you're doing it, you're massive. They're majors. They're majors, right. and I, there's not that many majors out there. And if you just pick one and fill out the blank, you're you're, you're going to get the same takeaway than if it's another name. And I, I don't mean to be uh, arrogant about it, but it's something that we guard as as, as part of our know-how. Uh, Wade goes on to ask questions about what's next, but we've already discussed that. So Wade, we've already Peter's already told you about what's next discussion yeah. underway and so on and so forth. So I'm not going to repeat those questions, but thanks for, for thanks for the nice words. And he says at the end, thank you long and strong PYR. So Great. thanks Wade. Next question is from positive thinker who again says, uh, the press release gives a much clearer picture of what's to come. And he thanks you for that. Uh, 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 positive thinker was asking question, did ask question about what are next steps on client a and client B you've addressed that. So we won't, but this question I like, uh, can you speak to what industry has shown the most interest in replacing their fossil fuel burners with, with Pyrogenesis Plasma Torch, specifically uh, iron ore pelletization, cement, or some other industry? Uh, I'm not even, uh, if you're allowed to talk about the, those other industries, that, that would be great. Well, I mean, I won't talk about that. The one that really is, uh, is, is, is really, is, is, iron ore is really one we're concentrating on as much as we can, because that's where we have the patents. That's where we have the initial, uh, the initial uh, discussions. Uh, so yeah, so basically that's um, iron ore pelletization by far, by far. Other industries, cement industry, uh, glass industry. Um, yeah, we're, it, it, uh, anywhere, if you Google uh, 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 fossil fuel burners and look at those industries, you can pretty much figure out which ones they are. So this is a for people who are new to it, right? The the whole fossil fuel burner industry has been around for a long, long time, but they're they're going to be undergoing replacement. It's uh, pretty clear to me that the whether it's today or twelve months from now, you know, twenty four months from now, they're all going to have to go. That's why I'm saying it's a paradigm shift. Well, I, I, George, for people new to the story, the pressures are not just for greenhouse gas reductions and meeting and meeting. Um, and meeting um, um, uh, greenhouse gas reduction requirements, either legal requirements or social requirements. The board, the investors want them to do it. It's also, we found out that's really interesting is lending institutions are tying lending facilities to these companies meeting greenhouse gas reduction requirements. 
either, either not providing them or increased interest rates. So there's a huge financial impact by not, um, by not some companies, uh, by not reducing their greenhouse gas. And what ours is, because it's a plug and play and it's not intrusive, they're able to meet their greenhouse gas reductions uh, in, in, in a, in a, potentially in a simple and easy fashion. That's, that's, that's also something that we didn't mention here today for new time uh, listeners. Um, Joe Rago has asked, submitted a question, but it's about HPQ and the pure VAP reactor. I'm assuming we're not gonna address that here today. As a policy, I prefer to let HPQ, our client, answer specific questions to HPQ. I think that's just the appropriate thing. In, uh, okay, meditating. yeah, I thought so, but Joe, no, Joe, thanks for that. But uh, yeah, we're gonna keep it to, to pyro specific to, the, to this today. Uh, and Stuart, Cur Stuart Curry also, uh, post a question. So Stuart, thanks. But that is also the same question along the lines of, uh, you know, are you starting slowly with the customer one torch? Where's it going? So thanks for that. Um, uh, but that's been answered, Stuart. So I'm sure you'd be happy, but we want to give you a shout out to make sure you're acknowledged. Steven Stefanidis. This sounds like a plant. What is this? Your cousin or your brother? <laughs> um, uh, Good morning, George. Hey, Stephen. Good morning. First of all, I'd like to congratulate Peter and the team on this monumental deal. Um, so same question, uh, starting with one, what's the strategy? Same strategy as Drossright, which you actually brought up where you said you started small, slow with Drossright, bigger, bigger, larger pricing. So uh, I see it's proven as a, and has worked in the past uh, is his comment. So safe to say that uh, that's, that's the strategy, right? That's right. That's correct. All right. And by the way, thanks for the graphic, Stephen. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, uh, Peter, but he put a bag of potato chips. Says, bet you, bet you can't just buy one uh, with respect to the burner. <laughs> He's got your picture. I don't know if you've seen it, but we'll, we'll get it to you. Claude Constantinou. Uh, hello. Want to congratulate Peter and the PYR team on a great job. Um, while I know you can't answer my actual question, which is who is, a, who is company A? Uh, maybe you could tell us which side of the globe they're on from your office location, north, south, east, or west. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not good with north, south, east. It's left of us. It's left. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Just if you look the other way, it's right. Look, just go left. Uh, but it doesn't, matter. It doesn't matter where they are. It's who they as are. As Peter said before, it's not a big club and all the players are big. So fill in one name for the other and the, the degree of change isn't that isn't that great at the end of the day, um, so but but great great uh, hunting there by him, and finally um, Sean Baker. Hi Peter, thanks for taking the time to take to answer these questions from investors. Congratulations on the sale. Uh, okay, so I have a couple of questions regarding the potential future sale lease of additional torches, uh, but we've talked about that. But something. Uh, da, da, outside with the modeling maybe show what types of benefits do you anticipate I, 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 why don't i speak to leasing just a minute yeah actually because i was all from all of that let, let me just speak to leasing out. for a minute you spoke the to day, leasing on the boards on the forums on the gorecom this is your chance to really talk about it here because some most people got it you know when mercedes when i when i lease a car for mercedes they still book the sale i'm just paying for it in a different way so but you can talk to it here as to why leasing part is of the thing you know it was it was in a review update that we gave um 
it was uh, down in the, the uh, second or third page. It, to us, it was almost like interesting piece of information. What we wanted to signal to the marketplace was, listen, we're looking at cutting edge ways of increasing the potential client base. I mean, that's it. Um, what happens in the, and, and one of the, uh, one of the, what, what I didn't understand is how people did not understand leasing enough. Uh, to me, leasing to me was easy. Um, can I, I give very, you, can I, I, can, very, I, can I contribute to that? I think it's because people think that leasing versus purchasing is George goes to the car, go, George goes to the car dealership. He buys a car for a hundred thousand dollars. That's a purchase. If he leases it, he's leasing it for 700 and 800 or a thousand dollars a month. And they think that those are two different transactions. I think that's where the people who so, didn't get it well, were 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 making were confused. It was interesting how people interpreted that. Um, so basically, what we wanted people to understand was that we're giving clients an option with the idea of increasing the potential client base, not slowing things down, not delaying revenue recognition. So it's a, a, so from our perspective. Um, a leasing company is separate from us. We're very clear. We're not going to, we're not going to do leasing. It's a separate company unrelated to us. Mercedes leasing, whoever happens to be GE, GE capital leasing, whoever happens to be, they provide the financing to the client and they give us the full payment. So for us, absolutely no change. And they're giving us a percent on, let's say the full cost to the client which we have our profit margin in. So it's a multiple, it's, it's, it's more than a percent to us. So let's just say for an argument's sake, it costs, and don't take this away as this is what our costs are. But let's say it's a hundred bucks and it costs us $25. And they're giving us a percent on a hundred. Well, it's actually 4% on our 25. So it's a huge additional component when we lease. So for us, it increases the client uh, thing. How does it increase the client? Well, like you have a budget, you have a, a, a money in the bank and you go and you're gonna decide whether you're gonna buy a car or lease a car. Sometimes you can take it out of your capital budget, which you know, you've got the money to buy, or it's out of your operating monthly. Sometimes it's easier for you to get it through your, 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 your approval process if you put it through the monthly budget. So again, it increases the opportunity for us to close a deal with clients. Um, and, and the fact of the matter is the whole world operates this way, right? Like airplanes, the the airlines, when they order Boeing 747s, they don't lay down 400, whatever, $500 million per plane in cash. Yeah, That's how much they're purchasing it for, but they're financing it monthly through a financing company, leasing company, but Boeing gets their money exactly. at the end of the day. Exactly, George. And the two questions I kept on coming repeating over and over was one, you're slowing down your revenue stream. Absolutely not. Our revenue stream is exactly the same. Our cash in is exactly the same, but from potentially more clients. And the second was, oh, um, they obviously don't like your product enough to buy. So you have to lease it, which to me, I heard <laughs> over and over again, makes That's no true. sense to me that if you've got it in your system, whether it's good or bad or leased or not, leasing doesn't make it better. So these were the two repeating concepts that I think went into the marketplace and people that didn't understand panic and, and, and reacted based on that panic. But to us, it was a complete surprise, a complete shock because leasing 
is supposed to increase <laughs> increase um, the uh, uh, the the opportunity. Don't 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 go down on us yet. Get that drink. Hey, oh, why are you drinking that? Look, I'll just reiterate. That's the way the world the world works. Yeah. That there's a reason why GE has their financing department. There's a reason why Mercedes has a financing department. It doesn't mean that most Mercedes customers can't afford to pay $125,000. A lot of them can, but there are a lot of people who don't have $125,000 cash in the bank. So they get to lease it at $1,500 so a month, but Mercedes me, makes the sale at the end of the let day. Let me put it to you very clearly. Let's just say there was no leasing of cars anywhere. And if you had to buy a car, you had to go pay full price. Now, all of a sudden, a car company comes up and says, oh, by the way, gang, we're going to offer this leasing option. Poof, you've got a whole bunch of people now who can participate in, 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 well, in buying the car. That's why you don't see Price jalopies it. on the street anymore, Peter, right? When leasing was finally introduced in the auto business, um, instead of people saying, I just got to keep carrying my jalopy for as many years as I can because I don't have back then $35,000 cash to buy a car. Uh, you don't see the jalopies because now it's just a case of it's a monthly cash flow item. Yeah. And, uh, and, and if I could add, look, the iron ore pelletization companies, they're massive. They're monsters. They have the tons of cash. But the fact of the matter is, as you go through the industry that you're talking about, cement, glass, you know, sooner or later, you're going to get down to mid-sized customers. We're still going to place, hopefully, sizable yeah. orders, but they don't have that massive cash in the bank just sitting there. And they're going to appreciate the fact that they've got a financing you know, option to make the acquisition. George, um, the even though these big companies, they have a CapEx budget uh, for certain things, uh, you have to go and apply. Internally, they have to apply to that budget and make sure the project, you know, that takes time. Yeah. The other thing is a CapEx budget for a company is not infinite. You know, they got a certain parameters. Oftentimes, if they can put it into their operating budget, it's easier for them or better for them because then they have the capex that they can allocate to other things. So yeah, that's exactly it. A so lot, a lot of different things that um, that. So hope that clarifies for the few. Most people got it because I, I love the fact how many people came and ex took the time to explain it on the forums, defended it, not just in the Gorincom but other ones. But I'm glad you had a chance to say it as well, Peter. That wraps up all the questions. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm sure everyone appreciates this because the news came out yesterday and here you are this morning. You know, sorry to everybody. I know I was reading some question on the fly, but we decided very early this morning to put out that request for questions. We didn't have our normal fast vet, our vetting process over a 24-hour period. But I think we got the job done. And Peter, everybody said it. I'll say it again for everybody. Congratulations. Big this day is, for Pyrogenesis. Last words to you. Yeah, this is a huge moment in Pyrogenesis uh, history. Um, greenhouse gas reduction offerings uh, are something we can do and it makes economic sense as well. We're extremely happy. Thank you to everybody for taking their time. Um, sometimes people uh, tune in here, George, thinking there's going to be something new said. We, can't, we have to keep it to publicly available information, maybe a little bit more background to it. Um, and I hope it helped. Thank you very much for having me, George. Yeah, it definitely does help, Peter, because press releases, that's why we call this Beyond the Press Release, right? Press releases can't flesh out and really explain and contextualize. So I know everyone at home appreciates these. In fact, I think it's a big reason why, you know, the knowledge of pyrogenesis has accelerated so quickly. So thanks for joining us, Peter. For everyone at home, you've been watching, uh, or if you've been listening by podcast at Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, 
to Peter Pascali, President CEO of Pyrogenesis Canada, trades on the stock symbol PYR, PYR on TSX. Take that V, scratch that out, TSX. Congratulations, and for our friends in the U.S., PYRNF. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks to all the shareholders who contributed questions first thing this morning. Have a great day. See you next time. Thanks, George. All the best.